Welcome to The Drummer and the Great Mountain, a podcast where we share effective tips and practices for working with adults ADD, ADHD in a natural, effective way without the use of medications. Each episode, join me, your host, Batman Saram, along with the author of The Drummer and the Great Mountain, Michael Joseph Ferguson. Join Michael and myself in an interactive discussion of sharing our stories as we journey together in transforming what can be the gift of being what we call hunter types. This podcast is intended to be your audio companion to the book written by Michael, who joins me each episode where we both will strive to foster dialogue, give you our personal insights, and share both of our experiences on this similar path that we are all on. Our intention and hope is that along with the book, this podcast gives you an additional perspective as you listen to us delve deeper into each chapter of the book to give you even more tools to go along with what it is that you are reading. Visit us at drummerandthegreatmountain.com to purchase the book and look for more tools, tips, and updates, as well as giving us feedback on this podcast. Join our growing global community of creative types, entrepreneurs, and out-of-the-box thinkers on our shared journey. Welcome to the Drummer in the Great Mountain podcast. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Michael Joseph Ferguson. I hope you are all doing well. Uh, Today's episode, we are going to be talking about managing our hyper-creative brain. Too many creative ideas, so we want to pursue all of them. This leads to overwhelm and low self-esteem because we can't possibly do that. There's just too many ideas. So the challenge is that nothing gets done or very few items get done. And it's also managing your emotional relationship to your hyper-creative brain. So we'll be discussing the blessing and the curse of being a hyper-creative person. Um, And there's something I've definitely struggled with and I still have to manage. So whether you're an artist or an entrepreneur or just full of ideas, um, it's about having an idea management program in place. And we're going to be talking about how do you approach your creative ideas in a way to ensure you're going to follow up with the best ones and also make good decisions on what you actually want to follow through on versus something you might take a little piece of it and then put it into another project. So for some of you who have already been in the creative arts for a long time, you may have already worked out some of these pieces on your own, but this also may be a really good refresher of some of these concepts. Okay, just one quick announcement. Our next Alive Online workshop starts September 10th. This is a four-week workshop, and this is our 11th Alive Online workshop. So we've been doing this since 2016, I believe. And we cover the four areas that our, us hunter types most need support in. So it's life visioning, time management, wellness planning, and creating a good support system. And we've added in this workshop three extra optional support sessions. So you don't have to go to these, but these will be on Tuesdays and they'll be at times that are going to be really good for people on Australia and New Zealand. So if you can't make the Saturday session, you can listen to the recording and go to the the support session and we can talk about it. We can go through and have some good Q&A with it so that you can participate even if you can't make those live sessions, which end up being like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. your time. So if you're interested in joining us, go to drummerinthegreatmountain.com 
forward slash workshop. I will leave the link in the description for this podcast, and I hope to connect with you. Okay, so in discussing managing your creative mind, managing your too many creative ideas, we have to start with, let's discuss the challenges first. So what does it look like for us to have too many ideas, and how does that manifest into our lives in a challenging way? Um, And it starts with just having to manage all of them. So you feel like you have to do all of them, right? All of them are like, oh, I got to do this one. This idea is so important. But this idea over here, this is also really, really important. And they all vie for attention. And then often nothing gets done. And that leads to low self-esteem because you're telling yourself you should be able to follow through on these ideas. Um, And then you're confused about where to start is another challenge, right? So you've got all these ideas, but then it's like, well, where do I start? And especially if they're bigger ideas, that's the one that I struggled with for a long time of just like having these massive creative ideas that were great ideas. But how do you follow through on those? What do you need to do? Where do you start? How do you break this down into some manageable chunks so you can actually do something with it? So it leads to a lot of frustration a lot of times. And this is the other side of just being a creative person that people don't, if they don't understand, if they're not wired this way. They have no idea what you're dealing with. So just that's another challenge of just being able to articulate this frustration or get empathy for people who aren't wired this way uh, to how frustrating and how much suffering it can cause because it can be an extreme amount of suffering. I speak from personal experience on this. I just can lead to a lot of frustration. Um, so that's those are the big challenges. And so what do you do about it? Well, the first step is to have some perspective. And this took me years to work out. Um, So I hope to save you some time. Many of you have already worked this out, but let's just spell it out. Um, You'll always have more ideas than you can follow through with. So I want you to take that in for a second. (laughs) You will always have more ideas than you can follow through with, period. If you don't understand that, it's going to be a it's going to be a hard road because the, our brain is going to be constantly churning out really good ideas and if you don't have some ability to let go of a few of them and 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 say even though i really want to do this i have to let it go if you can't do that it's going to be really hard for you to follow through on the ones that are going to be most meaningful to you that could feed you uh, both, you know, spiritually and mentally, but also financially, potentially, right? So here's a metaphor that really helped me. If you think, if you study nature and you study how trees and plants work, when they flower, they generate thousands and thousands of seeds, often from just one plant, but only like one or two or three actually turn into other plants. So there's a, an abundance of of redundancy that occurs in nature, where we're going to send out tons and tons of seeds, but only a couple of them are actually going to turn into plants. And that's the way ideas are. You have a lot, a lot of ideas, right? But only a few of them are actually meant to follow through on. And so the trick is, how do you manage these ideas? How do you know what to follow through on and the ones to let go of? So what we need is some kind of idea management program, idea management system in place. So we can capture ideas and then have a process of distilling them down and choosing which ones to follow through on and which ones to let go of. 
So the absolute first step in having an idea management system in place is capturing your ideas. If you can't capture your ideas, they just float off into the cosmos. So you have then you have just vague ideas floating around in your head. And that's going to drive you insane. So you want to be able to capture the ideas as they occur. And they're often going to come when you're driving in the car. Maybe they're, you're in the shower. They're not going to happen often in, in a place where you feel it's easy to capture them. So you, the simpler you make it, the better. So either have a notebook that you carry around with you. I did that for many years. Um, Write it down on your computer or on your phone, especially if you can keep them synced. That's ideal. I'll talk a little bit later about software. Um, and what I've come to do now is I'll just email myself. So if I have an idea, I will just write a quick email to myself and write the idea in the subject line. And then if I have more details on the idea, I will then write that in the body of the email and then just send it to myself. And then usually I use some kind of code or just a category that I can come back to so I know what it pertains to. So for example, for this podcast, I wrote somewhere down the line, probably months and months and months ago, I put podcast dash managing too many ideas. So I'd have the category name or the project name dash and then whatever the idea was. So that when I go back and I can sort through my emails, I can just sort, I can just do a search for podcast dash and then I'm gonna see all the podcast ideas. And what I found is that's the simplest, low friction way for me to capture ideas. So again, I will write, if it were a podcast idea, I'd put podcast dash, whatever the name of the podcast is, whatever the theme would be. So this would have been managing too many ideas. And then if I have time and I've got more ideas connected to that, I will then write that all in the body of the email and then I'll just send it to myself. And then what I found over time is for me, I can easily then take those ideas out of my emails and put them into a mind map and then I flesh them out. So capturing the idea in the most simple way possible is essential because then if you can do that, then you can come back to the idea and then assess it. And sometimes in the moment you're like, yes, this is the best idea ever. And then two weeks later, it's dead. Like you've moved on or you realized it wasn't quite what you were thinking it was going to be, or you further researched it and realized, okay, that's not it. And you've moved on and that's fine. That's just how it goes. But capturing the idea not only gives you something you can come back to, it solidifies it in your brain. You remember it, you remember it. And so even if you don't follow through on that particular idea, that a piece of that then may be moved into something else. So the next step is having a ritual of consolidation. Okay, that sounds big and, and lofty, but it basically boils down to deciding on what you're going to follow through on. And when you plan these consolidation sessions, plan them in a time when you're most clear. And so for most of it, that's morning to early afternoon. For most, I mean, that's a broad stroke, but given all the people I've worked with, overwhelmingly, most of us, that's when we're most clear to do more of the mundane tasks. And you want that part of your brain involved in making decisions about what to follow through on, because you need the practical part of you to go, okay, wait a minute. This idea is great, but it's huge. And how are we going to do that in the next couple of months? That doesn't feel useful or that doesn't feel doable. We need to figure another way to do this, right? It's like the other part of you. Just think of like you have this second part of you. You've got this creative part of you that's like, yes, every, we can do anything and everything's possible. And then there's another part of you that's like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But we got to like, 
we've only got so many hours in the day. We only have so many resources. We need to figure out how we're going to do this. And you need these two parts of your psyche involved in making things happen when you're a creative person. That's been my experience. And often we have the part of you, we have the part of us that we really need to build up is the part of us that goes, yeah, 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 yeah. But how are we going to do this? And that's a muscle you build up over time. It often is not very um, comfortable or intuitive for us in the beginning. But I can tell you, you can work on that muscle over time. It takes a while, but you get used to, okay, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to consolidate, I'm going to look at my ideas and go, okay, what do I want to follow up on? And the most useful tool I found in fleshing out ideas and deciding which ones to follow up on is mind mapping. And if you joined us in our last two workshops, you'll know that this is what I put a lot of emphasis on, is how do you take a mind map and use it to break down larger ideas, larger projects into more manageable chunks so you can know where to start. And so here's an example of how I do it now. So this would be my example of how I use a consolidation session. So every three months, quarterly, I will sit down with a mind map and I usually use a a physical mind map. I'll use a big sheet of paper or a big pad of paper and I will sit down and I will write um, the next three months of our business or I'll write some affirmation in the center. And then I will have some of the big categories like podcast would be one and life coaching is another and all the things that we work on. And then one might be products, things that we might be developing. And I start with the ideas that I already know what I've been thinking about. So with podcasts, I already have a couple ideas that have been banking around my head that I don't even need to reference anything. I'm just going to put them on the map. Same with product ideas. Uh, I'll just put a few on there and I'll just say, okay, those are some ideas that I've been thinking about. So I get everything that I know that's like at the top end of like already, I'm already thinking about, I get those on the map. Then I go back and I look through my emails and I'll look at like, so podcast would be one of the headings, right? I'll look, I'll do a search for podcast and I'll sift through and go, okay, well, the last couple months, these are some ones that I was really interested in, interested in, and I will put those on the map. Occasionally I'll look through and go, nah, I, I will just like, nah, I'm not going to do that one. I'll just let it go. Um, but most of the time I will put, put, 80 to 90 percent of them on the map over the last couple months and also think about things that you guys have sent over and i'll add some of those topics on there as well and then i'll put those ideas on there and i'll flesh those out and um at that point i'm not going to flesh out the entire podcast for each one i'm literally just looking at okay i i just need enough to make a decision on it is this something i want to work on in the next three months now, podcasts are, are contained, so that's really nice. So I know that exactly how much time and energy is necessary to create a podcast. When it comes to products or it comes to in- incorporating new ideas into our business, there's a lot of question marks, right? So those are the ones I might flesh out a little bit. I might be making decisions based on how long it ta- it's going to take to follow through on, how much, um, how much is it going to be benefit to you guys, and also just financially, is this, a, is this a smart move right now? Is it, is it worth the time and energy to put into it? And these are the de- decisions that I need to make when I'm doing this map. But I'm going to have way more on the map than I'm going to follow through on. And even after that, 
I will probably spend another day or two contemplating what going through that process. And I'm going to continually whittle it down. But going through this process of putting everything on the map, looking at it and making at least drilling it down. So for podcasts, I might get it down to like five or six. So we average about one a month. So I'll get I'll get it down to something that I feel like, okay, those are the ones I'm most interested in, which is very, very useful. Because then I can go, okay, that's, I, I, I have a sense of, okay, I've got, I've got clarity. I'm, it's not just a thousand ideas. It's now down to like four or five. That's really useful. And same with products, anything that we're developing in the back, background, I'm, I'm going to look at those and make some decisions on what do I keep working on? What do I need to let go of? What do I say, okay, I'm going to push this out into the next quarterly business planning session, right? So if, if you're if you're giving yourself these chunks of time, you can estimate, oh, well, here's what I can do in this chunk of time versus just being with, with having no time constraints whatsoever, it's almost guaranteed that you're not going to follow through on it because you don't have any, there's no deadline, there's no milestone, there's nothing holding you accountable to it. So the questions I ask myself are, um, if, if it's a big idea, I ask myself, what can I scale this down to? What's Or what's a milestone that I can hit of something smaller that I can feel a sense of progress with instead of it being something that's just open-ended? I've learned over time, don't have open, open-ended projects. It's t- They're too difficult to manage on a day-to-day basis, and they eat away at other things that you could be doing, right? So it's it's like having a lot of tabs open in your browser. You want to be able to, after a while, it slows the whole thing down. You want to close the tabs you're not working on. And you have to consciously tell yourself, I'm not working on this right now. If you don't do it, part of your subconscious goes, oh, okay, well, I guess we're working on everything then. <laughs> and then it just burns all this energy. And after a while, you start to see that your subconscious is always working on stuff. Whatever it is that you're working on, giving yourself some kind of constrained time frame where you can say, okay, every three months, I'm going to assess what I'm going to do in the next three months. I find three months is a nice number versus one month feels too short and half a year feels way too big. So I found two to three months is a sweet spot where I can I can conceptualize that. I know how long that is and I know what I can potentially do in that amount of time. So the other day in prepping for this, I happened upon a really great video by Ray Bradbury. And, you know, he wrote Fahrenheit 451 and he was just a font of creativity. <laughs> he was so passionate about his, he was someone that was just passionate about being alive and being a creative person. Whether you enjoy his work or not, he clearly was just loved the creative process. And I'll, I'll see if I can track down the video and include it in the link in the description. He was giving a talk, I think, to UCLA, and he said, for up-and-coming writers, if you're thinking about writing a novel first, don't do it. Start with writing short stories. Because he said it's much more satisfying. You have something to show for the creativity you're putting into it. And then it gets you into the practice of going from start to finish when you're creating something. If you give yourself these giant, huge things projects like a novel he's like unless you're just built for that which very few people are you will learn more in a shorter period of time in a more satisfying satisfying way if you write short stories so if you have a lot of creative ideas but there are a lot of really big ideas 
you have to ask yourself, how do I scale these down? How can I take this idea and take maybe one little chunk of it and carry it through from the beginning to end? Ask yourself, how do I scale this down so I can take it from start to finish and feel a sense of completion with it? If I'm working with a client, I'm usually asking them to like, how do you scale it down? How do you take one chunk of this, get it in place so that you can then move on to the next thing and the next thing? And so uh, for some of you, you may think, well, this is not me. But I just working with a lot of you in workshops, I know many of you were are like me. You've got a lot of big ideas, but then you're you're stuck on like where to start and it just it goes on for years and years and years. Whereas you could have taken a chunk of that idea and started working with it and felt some real progress. And or you may have decided, wow, I don't want to do this. That has happened to me many times where I've started to work on something uh, and I just realized, oh wow. I don't even want to follow through on this. I'm totally bored with this or I'm not really engaged. It was an interesting and stimulating idea, but I'm not the person to do this because there's no way I'm going to be able to sustain my level of excitement and inspiration about this project. And many filmmakers will state the same thing before, like people who have directed a number of films will say, you know what, this is a, a, a year commitment. And I am going to say no to just about everything unless it's something that I know it's going to sustain my engagement and my inspiration for the amount of time I got to put into it. Otherwise, it's not worth it. Now, you don't get there unless you've worked on a lot of projects and you start to see like, okay, yeah, this this is this is not worth pursuing or I don't really want to work with this person, <laughs> which is another big one when you're working. If you're a creative person, you collaborate with other people. Part of assessing an idea is, do I want to work with this person? Whenever I have a client come to me and say, okay, well, I want to work on this idea and I've just met this person and we're going to start working on this project. I always say, whoa, 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 stop for a second. Have you worked with this person before? Do you know anything about them? If not, then have some kind of trial period for, for, the, for the good of both of you where you're going to say, okay, let's try this out for a month and let's see how it goes to see whether or not we want to go into partnership on a project. Um, I can't stress how important that is. And if you have that mindset of slight caution, instead of just like, yes, we can do anything, um, you'll probably be much more effective and have a lot less suffering. And again, speaking from personal experience, been through that, got the scars to prove it. It's really important to assess, especially if you have some real creative talent and people are really drawn to you, it's important to assess who they are and give them some kind of trial period so you can say, okay, do I really want to work with this person or not? And what's great is if you do that, it's always a win-win because if it's someone you want to work with, you'll keep working with them. If it's usually within a month or so, you'll start to get a sense of who they are. If there's someone you'd actually like to work with or like, oh, wow, this person's got all these issues. And uh, man, I really dodged a bullet. I've heard that so many times from my coaching clients where I stopped them and said, wait, 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 do you know this person? Get to know them, have a trial period. I've had so many clients come back and say, thank you. That was a mistake. And I'm so grateful we didn't sign the contract or sign this, this agreement because it would have been awful. And these are the pitfalls of being a creative person. These are, these are the, this is the stuff that it's hard to learn other than through experience. So I'm hoping that this 
episode is helpful to you. Maybe for some of you, this is this is has nothing to do with your life whatsoever, which is great. No problem. Just come back to another episode. But for some of you, I know this is going to be very important information. So to just wrap up on the consolidation ritual, saying no is usually more important than saying yes to an idea. Just remember that. Saying no is usually more important than saying yes to an idea. Many ideas, after you explored them for a bit, are meant to be abandoned and possibly incorporated into something else you'll do in the future. But you have to be willing to say no to some of your ideas in order for you to follow up on the ones that will really have an impact. Okay, so we went through capturing ideas, having a ritual of consolidation, and then the third step is daily planning. How do you then take your idea, the ideas that you've decided, okay, yes, this is what I'm going to follow through on. How do you then integrate that into your day-to-day schedule? And again, I come back to mind mapping. Mind mapping is a super useful tool for planning your day, for scheduling your day. If you want to learn more about this, you can go to our free, my free ebook, ADHD Time Management. You can get that on Amazon and download it for free. And in there, I give you the five-step uh, daily planning process using mind mapping. And primarily what you're doing is you're sitting down and you're saying, okay, you, you start in the center of the map and you give it an affirmation of like my awesome day. I'm going to have a, you know, whatever the affirmation is. And then you tree it out and you give it some of the basic categories of your life. So not just your projects, but your whole life. So you might have one category is health, another is work, and maybe one of your creative projects has its own branch. And you then look at that when you start the day and you say, okay, well, let's talk it through. So let's say one of the projects is podcast. So that's the one that's something that I worked on, right? And so it's a podcast. And then under that, I would say, okay, what do I need to do? So for today, it was uh, finish mapping out the podcast. That would have been one step. Another step would be record podcast. That's what we're doing now. And I might have some sub points under that. And then other, then I've got to export it. I've got to write the description. I've got to post it to our, our, our site, our website. I've got to prep the email and write the text for that. There's going to be all these subpoints underneath it. So that's where all of that idea comes down and gets distilled down into your daily planning. What are you going to do? And the same with the ritual of consolidation, there's going to be more on your map than you're going to actually be able to accomplish in a given day. So that's where you have to put it on the map, get it out of your head, do the brain dump, get all the ideas out of like what you're going to, what you could potentially do today, put it on the map and then assess, okay, what can I actually do today? And so from my experience, I know that I can do all of that in one day. I could sit down, map it out, record it, and go through that whole process, usually within one day. So, But it, sometimes I'll say, no, I'm going to just record today, edit tomorrow, and finish up with graphics and all that. That's going to be a second day. So in the daily planning step, you want to keep coming back to asking yourself, what's the next milestone? If you're working on a bigger project, maybe you sat down and mapped out that project and had like kind of a a big mind map that just says, here's all the steps to to make this project happen. But then you've hopefully created a a set of milestones and say like the first milestone, uh, like if I was working on the book, I would say, okay, my next milestone is to finish this chapter. 
And that's going to probably be like a couple days. Maybe it would be like a week where I'm working on one chapter. And so I know every day when I sat down, I would create the map and I'd say, okay, I keep looking at what's the next milestone. The next milestone is to finish this chapter. I needed to find that for myself. Otherwise, I'm just, if I just put write book as my action item, (laughs) that doesn't give me anything. And so it creates a lot of anxiety. But if I say the next milestone is, something contained like write the next chapter here's the chapter i'm working on then i'm then it gives me something to wrap my head around and then i will then schedule a time for that and i will sit down and i'll probably map out that session so when i actually sit down and say i'm going to write for a couple hours what does the session look like what are the things that i want it to to get out in relation to finishing this chapter and on and on and on. Now, these are muscles that do take time. And especially for us being wired this way, these are our biggest challenges, right? Executive functioning. But I can tell you in working with many, many hunter types, we can do it. We just have to practice building the muscle. It's like weightlifting. And it starts with going through these kinds of steps capturing all your ideas, having a ritual of consolidation where you're deciding, you're telling yourself, here's what I'm going to be working on and here's what I'm not going to be working on. And then carrying that all the way through into daily planning where you're asking yourself, what's the next milestone? What am I working on today? And giving yourself some clear directives. Okay, so let's go through those steps one more time. So in terms of an idea management program, step one would be capturing all ideas, whether you're writing it down in a notebook or your daily planner, or you're emailing yourself, or you're using some kind of note program that's syncing between your phone and your computer. It's open sky. You're taking out the, you're taking down the idea as it's coming. You're not editing it or trying to assess it in that moment. You're just capturing it. Step two is having some kind of ritual of consolidation where you're making decisions on what you choose to follow up on. And a big piece of this is asking yourself, is it something that I really care about? Is it something that is doable? If it's not doable in a shorter period of time, how do I scale this idea down into something that I can feel some progress in the next week, month, three months tops? So you can say, if I can't make progress on this in the next three months, then it's probably not worth doing. And then the third step is daily planning, that you're taking the idea or ideas that you've decided to work on and taking them into something like a mind map or just writing them down on a sheet of paper and then asking yourself, what's the next milestone? What's my next step? What can I do today? Not uh, in the next month, but what can I do today to move this project or idea forward? Okay, for this week, if you're someone who resonates with what I'm talking about and maybe feels a bit overwhelmed with all the different ideas you have, I want to encourage you to go through those steps and see if you can start, especially that second step of that ritual of consolidation. What is it that I actually want to be working on right now? Saying yes to the things that you feel like you do want to work on and can work on with, and they can show some progress in a shorter period of time. And also saying no to the ideas that you feel like are just too big or you're deciding not to work on in the next couple months. And then doing that daily planning, sitting down and saying, okay, what am I going to focus on today in relation to this project. Okay, so I hope that was helpful. Uh, Just a quick reminder, if you would like to join us in our next Alive Online workshop, that starts on September 10th. If you'd like to join us, go to drummerinthegreatmountain.com forward slash workshop. And until next time, be well. 
Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about the book, The Drummer and the Great Mountain, visit drummerandthegreatmountain.com. To join us on social media, click the links at the top of the homepage. Help us spread the word. We're a small press and reviews really help. If you've been enjoying the podcast or the book, consider writing a review on iTunes, Amazon, Goodreads or your podcast app. If you're new to the podcast and want to quickly get up to speed on the concepts we discuss, check out our free five-day mini course. Visit drummerandthegreatmountain.com forward slash mini course. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover on future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Please send us an email at info at drummerandthegreatmountain.com.